Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. So good to be here with you. Just rolling in on the couch. Yeah, we're just chilling. It's been a fun week for us. Has it been a fun week for us? I don't know. I can't really You've remember. You've been unwell. You've been unwell for most yeah, of this week. Yeah, I'm still a little sick. I w- have had a cold. Both the kids had a cold. You didn't. Miraculous. Mutant immune. Did you take that this week? Yeah, I tweaked it from an earlier episode. I mm. tweaked the recipe. Mutant immune is back, everyone. So uh, we'll we'll check in next week and see if I got sick. But um, it's just been like head colds, right? Just head cold, but you're just tired and you can't drink wine. You can't taste much. But I'm on the end of it, though. I'm here. Well, we think back to last February. Not even comparable. So, we're, you know, as everyone knows, hi, everybody. This is episode 21. Is that right? Sweet 21. We're of age with this episode, episode 21. You're listening to the long finish, just in case you might have started the wrong podcast. You might have downloaded the daily. Nope, you're listening to the long finish. As my mom likes to say, don't listen to it in double time or we sound drunk. Yes, Catherine's mom, hi Sally, emailed and said, did you all do something different to the production? You sound very fast, not pleasant. (laughs) She wrote, not pleasant. Katie sounds drunk. And I said, well, could you check your listening uh, settings? I think you might be at 2x. And she was. So I prefer everyone listen to us in 0.5x because we're dropping so many nuggets that I want to make sure that you all hear that in plenty of time. Hello <laughs> and welcome Very good. to the long finish. It's your grad school acting education at work right there. Your MFA finally paid off, Catherine. Thank Goodness. I know. Anyway, we're thank you to everyone that can, that's listened to us for the first or bits and pieces throughout the first twenty episodes. We're excited for twenty one. If you're listening for the first time, thank you for tuning in. We talk about our family. We talk about some wine, some stuff that goes on at our wine shop, Esther's Wine Shop and Bar in Santa Monica, California. But I want to recap what we were just talking about, which was uh, last last February. February was one of the worst months known to man of my life. I know we brought this up in the past, but like now every day of February, I think we've had two couple days of rain, two days of rain. Last February, I feel like it rained every day. We just put Bo into um, preschool where he brought home every germ known to man. And uh, everyone got the flu, including Quinn, who was like three months old at the time, four months old. Except me. I did not get the flu. You had mutant immune. I took care of all of you. And as soon as you got better, I got shingles. It was awesome. Incredible 28 days. Woof. So this has been a pleasure. I mean, the kids are sleeping well. It's been sunny out. It's not like pouring down rain like it was last year. It's good. Gotta have perspective, right? Oh my gosh. It's very helpful. Um, Ooh, this is some good wine tonight, people. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking Domaine Patrick Baudouin from Anjou, Loire Valley. This is a Chenin Blanc and the vineyard is Le Cornillard. Sorry for my pronunciation, Mom. Vintage 2015. So, Patrick Baudouin, Anjou, Loire Valley, Chenin Blanc from Le Cornillard, 2015. It is a gorgeous Chenin Blanc. Tug was like, you're coming back from being sick. What do you want to drink tonight? I'm like, really? The wine I want to drink is Chenin Blanc because I don't know if you guys know this, but it is my favorite grape variety. I love, love, love wine, but I really love Chenin Blanc. I love white wine. 
And this is the one. This is the baby. And I visited Patrick back in 2014. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Shannon for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's a varietal that people within the industry love. And we want more people that are not in industry, they're just fans of wine and want to learn more about wine to love Shannon as much as we do. Yeah, in a way, it's almost like Riesling in that you can't tell a ton from the label. You don't know if it's going to be dry or off dry or sweet. But when you pair it with food, it is just magic. And it's a high acid grape variety like Riesling. So that's why it does pair well with food and why it's a sommelier darling wine. But this wine tonight, I think, would appeal to many, many people for a variety of reasons. Well, I'm excited to get into that a little bit more, but let's go ahead and recap what has been a fun, actually pretty fun week for us because the kids have been doing some decent sleeping. I think you're right. Yeah. Especially the youngest one. The youngest one has been- Who, who did not sleep for 12 months of his, the first 12 months of his life is now actually doing some decent There's some sleeping. sleep happening. We're still getting up at 5.30, like we're past 5 a.m. or past 5.10. We're looking at 5.30 right now, but maybe, you know- Let's let's t- let's talk in a month, and maybe we'll make it to actually six o'clock. If we make it to six, we'll be human again. I got up at five thirty today. I got up with the fifteen-month-old. The three-year-old woke up shortly thereafter. We were up till eight, and then you got up. You got to sleep till eight a.m. It was a dream. It wasn't even Mother's Day. Such. <laughs> you know what a what a gift. Okay, what a gift from the three hello. boys in your household. I, it was a gift. I am not (laughs) diminishing that in any way. But just so everyone knows, the listeners out there, we usually switch off days now. So one day you get to sleep in a little bit, the next day you get up early. And I'm telling you, that schedule works for me. What is everyone else's routine out there? People, I don't feel like we talk enough about that. Is like, what are people's routines? Uh, Do people like, does does one parent do it all in the morning, one parent do it all at night? DM us or email us at the long finish. Please let us know if we can do it better or worse. And shout out to everyone who's been rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. We love seeing that. We got a couple more in this week. It really means a lot to us to hear that you're out there and responding to the show. So feel free to, you know, continue to rate, review, and subscribe to the show because it uh, really keeps us going. Well, we have a fun situation because, you know, we both have pretty flexible schedules at the moment that changes from time to time but so we do a lot of sharing of tasks and sharing of parenting which is fun for the kids because they have a lot of time with both of us but it means there's always talk about who's doing what it's not just it's not like our parents were we both grew up in situations where our dads worked and our moms maybe worked part-time but were mostly home with us and did a lot of that home work so it's different for us kind of we're finding our way in our co-parenting situation and it's great it's just you have to talk about everything which is why now every other day at 5 30 one person gets up oh man that's a joy but tonight i say very very easy because um we bought our four-year-old a uh or my i should say my dad shout out to john coker gifted his grandson uh a bike with training wheels so we went out to the Santa Monica College, which is so fun because there's no one there on the weekends. And we bike around because it's like wide open spaces in the courtyard. And really parenting is just trying to tire your kid out. Like that's all parenting is. Am I right? We're just trying to exhaust our kids so they sleep at night. And so I just made sure we did a lot of hills, really pushed them up the hills, get those quads burning from the three-year-olds. Big meal, come home, straight to bed. A little Where's Waldo. We, we brought back, is Where's Waldo 90s? I think so. Mm. I mean, I had it. I bought a couple of Where's uh, Waldo books over the holidays, and they've, they're they've, so they've occupied our time so well. They're like puzzles or games. They're enjoyable for the whole family. Like, you and I 
genuinely are challenged by them. It's very fun. I'll play any game. I really don't like... You're very good with the make-believe, like the pretending stuff. And I'm I'm really excited when he wants to play some sort of card game or board game or Waldo. Well, it's a different kind of focus. As far as ranking the bedtime, I would say very good. Excellent. Now, the one thing I had to do, I will say, whenever I make dinner, which was tonight, the dinner is always about an hour later than the normal <laughs> the normal no dinner time. No is that? Catherine came home tonight at 6 o'clock. Dinner's usually at 5 o'clock for the kids. I'm still making the mac and cheese. Because mac and cheese, you feel like mac and cheese is so easy to make. Well, it takes but 20 it minutes. it still takes 20 minutes. you got to boil the water. you got to boil the water. You have to cook the pasta. You have to do the cheese whatever whatever concoction the cheese is. Cheese concentrate? Is that a, is that a, a real thing? It's dried yeah. or something. I don't know. But yeah, you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to go home and whip this up. But no, that takes 20 minutes. Yeah. And so we, we just noshed on like whatever snack was available, some random tortilla chips and a half yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I oh mean, gosh. yeah, the dinner dinner is not. You know, I'm still working on it. You know, for people that work in the restaurant world, this is this is the thing at home. It's different. This is very different. Very different. I'm sure everyone who works in a restaurant is like, yeah, just whatever. Understanding, yeah, the home is quite different. But as far as the night goes, I'd say very, very good. One of the highest nights I think I've had. I would say in the eight world. Why even two points off? Ten to me is them basically saying good night, mom. Good night, dad. I'm gonna uh, see myself in the bed. And by the way, can I make your uh, old fashioned? Oh, that's a ten wow. to me. Yeah. Hmm. It's gonna be about twenty more years for that one. Well, they don't have to drink it. I just want them to learn how to make it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 16, 17, 18. You are hilarious. Yeah. And you? What say you? A nine. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Can we get into the wine now? Yes. Excited to talk to you about the wine because I know how much you love Shannon, but I also know how much you are a proponent of this winemaker and you want to make this particular winemaker known to the world. Yes. I love this winemaker. And we have three different single vineyards from him at Esther's. And I would buy every one of his wines and have a wine shop called Shenin, if I could. But this is Patrick Baudouin, Le Corneliard, Anjou, from the Loire Valley, vintage 2015. 100% Shenin Blanc. Gosh, it is a gorgeous wine. The color itself is just like a light golden color. It definitely has a lot of body viscosity to it. When you put your nose in there, it's intense. So much spice and honey and passion fruit, peach, pineapple. It's tropical. It's like stewy sweet fruit, but there's so much honey, but the spice is insane. Like nutmeg and cinnamon. It's just rich and round. The nose is so wild. Herbal too. So can we backtrack for a second and talk about Shannon? And then can we talk about how this Chenin is super special? Yes. So Chenin Blanc is one of my favorite grape varieties because it comes in so many different styles. It's native to the Loire Valley of France. A lot of it, I think it over 50% of the Chenin Blanc in the world comes from South Africa. And then a great portion from the United States, a little bit in South America as well. But really, a lot from South Africa. And one thing that's interesting to tie in, because we did an episode previously, we did the wine from Oregon, which was he made his wines from varietals that were sort of a tribute to the Loire Valley. So this week we decided, hey, let's, you know, in addition to like drinking what you want, this would be a fun tie-in to talk about the actual Loire Valley. Loire Valley. So where is Loire Valley in France? 
Yes. So Loire Valley, if you're looking at a map of France, you have Paris. Think about just if you're in your car and you drive about an hour and a half, two hours south, you get to Sancerre. And that's kind of the end of the Loire. If you drive along the Loire River, a little bit north and then mostly west, you drive all the way to Nantes which dumps into the ocean. And that whole huge stretch of about 170 miles is the Loire Valley. It's called the Garden of France because there are orchards and vineyards and artichokes are a really big thing, other vegetables, and lots and lots of chateau because the Loire has a very, very rich history, not just in terms of wine, but it was planted by the Romans. The vineyards were planted by the Romans, like most of the rest of France. And then later, it was the monks who tended the vineyards in France. And then the French aristocracy made it really their summer retreat in the 15th, 16th, 17th centuries. And they built these chateaus that are still standing. And now you can tour them and it's fabulous. It's perfect place to visit with your mom, which is what I did. And it's home to so many different varietals. Chenin Blanc is a native varietal there. Cabernet Franc is a native varietal there. There's Sauvignon Blanc there. There is um, Melon de Bourgogne, also known as Muscadet from the uh, area of Muscadet. There is Pinot Noir, there's Gamay, there's Pinot de Nice, Royaume, more and more obscure varietals as well. Many wines that we love come from the Loire Valley. It's a huge region in France. And then Chenin Blanc is one of those varieties. It's a classic variety. It's not only because it's been around for so long, but also because it's one of the varieties that transmits terroir transmits a sense of place better than others. So it really shows where it came from. That's why the Loire Valley Chenin Blanc is so different than the Chenin Blanc from South Africa. That's so different from the Chenin Blanc from California. And with even within the Loire Valley, Chenin Blanc is so, so different. There's Chenin Blanc from Vouvray, which maybe more people have heard of. That's probably the most known region within of Chenin Blanc within the Loire. Tends to be really supple, round, pretty, pretty white wines, high acidity and have those great stone fruit notes. It can be sweet wines as well from Vouvray. Across the river you have Mont-Louis and then you have the region of Sauvignon, which is completely different. Wines that are made from Chenin Blanc always, but a little more oxidative in style. And this particular wine comes from Anjou, which is a region that is just east of Muscadet, and Patrick Baudouin's vineyards are in Anjou Noir. It's called Anjou Noir for the really, really dark stones and rocks that are in that area, and it's a little bit warmer area of Anjou, so there's more sun, the grapes get really ripe, and a lot more fruit, a lot of wines that are a little more have a little more sweetness to them, not quite as dry sometimes. And he makes a lot of sweet wines as well. And botrytis is something that we talk about sometimes with Chenin Blanc. Botrytis is a fungus, a good fungus that is on the grapes when the humidity and heat are just right. And it produces this kind of really special honeyed, honey and mushroom and a little bit nutty kind of aroma and taste if the grapes are affected with botrytis. What wines would you often find with botrytis? 
Well, most people wouldn't have heard of the sweet wines from Sauternes, which is near Bordeaux, but they're on the stretch of the river where there's lots of humidity and botrytis can come up naturally. And though makes those sweet wines have that extra special kind of honeyed mushroom flavor. Is botrytis only limited to the regions, these regions in France, or is it all over the Absolutely world? Absolutely not. You could get botrytis on Chardonnay in California if the conditions are right, or you could just put it there if you want. I mean, that's how it works now, right? Interesting. If you could get it to stick. Yeah. And the wine we're having tonight is a wine that has botrytis. I think it does have some botrytis on it. I can't be 100% sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's got all that honey and mushroom, so much spice. It's a really, really, really complex wine. And why is this wine so special to you? And why is this winemaker so special? I love this wine. I love this winemaker. Patrick Baudouin, his family is from this region. His grandparents had this estate. But as a young man, he lived in Paris. He was a bookseller. He worked in a factory for a minute. And he came back to his estate and really his grandparents' estate and revived it to what it is today. He says on the back of this label, which I think is very true to him, terroir expression requires the grower respect of soil life, the fauna, and the flora. In the cellar, it requires simplicity, natural yeast, no added sugars. He is very, very proud and very, very scientific in what he does. Some would say he's almost like a wizard of wine. And when I went to visit him, I tasted probably 20 different bottlings of Chenin Blanc. And by the end, my head was just blurry. I couldn't, not from being drunk, but because I couldn't possibly tell the difference anymore. But he is really fascinated with this great variety. So how can I not like this man? And he's such a gentle soul, does not speak any English, So the story is how I went to see him is I went with my mother. And in 2014, I went to France with my mom. I invited her to come with me to the Loire because in 1964. Yeah, thanks. 1964, my mom won a contest in her high school, a French contest. And the winner got to go to France for the summer to live with a family. So my mom won. She took a bus from Indiana to New York City and then a boat to France. And she landed in the little tiny town of Segre, which is just north of Angers in the Loire Valley. And she lived with a family there for the summer. And she had such fond memories of this. I mean, I remember her telling stories about it as I was growing up as a kid. Her first experience abroad being when she was in high school was just kind of amazing to be that to have that be in the 60s. And she fell in love with the French language. She fell in love with the culture. So of course, I wanted to go back there with her. And when I told her we were going back, she got in touch with a little bed and breakfast in that town in Segre and said, oh, does this family still live there? And they said, why, yes, they do. Here's their email. And my mom emailed and got in touch with the son who was a little boy when she was there. And they invited us to stay at the very same home where she had stayed in 1964. So it was kind of insane. Why? Wildly beautiful old estate. I was just frightened out of my skin because I don't think they'd changed the wallpaper since 1964. I said, I, Mom, we're sleeping together tonight. And she said, okay. But then she took the rest of the trip to visit wineries with me. And my mom doesn't really drink very much wine. So she was a wonderful companion. But she also doesn't really drive. So didn't, 
help on that. Well, she mainly either. she mainly served as your, as your she translator. She was a fabulous translator, and she just fell in love with every single winemaker. The first that she met was Patrick. So she has a special place for him but it was really a fabulous um trip for us and these wines stand alone as amazing wines but of course in my memory they're so special because of that trip yeah it's an amazing story as far as his farming techniques go can you comment on that he's organic certainly and he's been certified since 2002 he's very very meticulous in the vineyard he pays attention to everything that's growing and what is happening in the soil as i said he's like kind of a wizard a scientist but he also isn't avid rule follower he doesn't do the exact same thing every year either in the vineyard or in the cellar he pays a lot of attention to the vintage and what's happening native yeast fermentation no fining no filtering he lets the wine stand on their own and very minimal sulfur and you're using this episode of long finish to sort of say to the world people need to be drinking his wine yes if you can get your hands on any wine from patrick baduan please do so if you can't please some drink some chenin blanc it's such a underappreciated beautiful white grape variety i'm glad you brought this up so it goes to our two questions that we always ask one would be the wine pairings for shannon you talk about how great it is with food what are some great dishes that you would think of when you think of shannon and particularly the wine we're having tonight it's so great with anything spicy because of all the spices in it we had it earlier we opened it with our dinner that we were eating right before this with like a barbecue pork was fantastic but could be great with heavier fishes as well halibut salmon yes it's a great pork wine it could be great with something kind of like grilled and fatty what if like a grilled porchetta or something it's great with spices spicy food because it does have so many spices and has that round fruitiness to it i would think like moroccan food would be amazing or some kind of like mediterranean spices i'm thinking right now of like a chickpea tagine or something moroccan chickpea tagine that could be so good but also i think of simple goat cheese which is all over the loire valley with some like peach compote would be super delicious and obviously we want to champion this winemaker so if you like you said if we can if you can go out and find these wines please do so but if you uh if they don't have this particular bottle in the wine stores where our listeners are how can you recommend a bottle of shannon or the conversation they can start with their wine proprietor on on finding a nice bottle of shannon well if you're looking for a wine from south africa it's also called steen so look for steen and if you're looking for shannon blanc from the loire valley the most common region the The wine you're going to find in most stores is a Vouvray, which is perfect. Great price point for the value that you get for the ability to pair with so many foods, a Vouvray. And we're talking a dry Vouvray or a Vouvray sec because, as I said, there can be dry, off-dry, sweet, and sparkling versions of Chenin Blanc. And just to speak in general terms on the basic differences in Chenin's that are grown in France or Old World versus California versus South Africa? Just in general? Yeah, gen- just generally speaking. From France, there are more other things in the wine. We talked about the spices, that mushroom, mineral, herbal, other things other than fruit. And in warmer climates like South Africa or California, you get a lot more of that plush stone fruit or sometimes tropical fruit notes. 
So is it fair to say, like, if you're into more of some com- complexity in your wine, maybe looking for old world Shenan sh- is the way to go. And if you want things, if you find that you like things that are a little bit more fruit forward, maybe look for that new world Shenan. Absolutely. Um, also, the acid is just always super high in the Loire. And I would say could be a little bit lower in those other regions, making the wine just a little softer on that finish. But if you're a fan of our podcast and have been listening and you kind of are enjoying the palate that we like, go out there and grab yourself a bottle or two from different places and try them and let us know. Hit us up on the long finish. Let us know if you're into the new world or the old world Shannon. But I've known for 10 years that this is Catherine's favorite varietal. I'm always excited to hear her talk about Shannon. I know so many people in the wine industry that are passionate about Shannon. So if you're out there listening and you... um haven't yet tried a Chenin Blanc, you know, give it a shot. I think you'll be really excited. And I'm sure the wine proprietor who sells it to you will be equally excited to talk about the wine. This also, I will say, this this Chen, particular Chenin is aged in barrel. Almost all his wines are. And that gives it that extra plushness, richness, depth, and some more, some more of those spices. This particular vineyard, Le Corneliard, the vines are 50 to 70-year-old vines, and they're all in ancient schists. 400 million year old schist soils. So schist this is a, ty- is a, a, is a kind of mineral rock. soil. Exactly. Yeah. And so I would say that adds to the like precision and energy and intensity of the wine as well. It's a great bottle of wine. We'll put the picture of the wine on our Instagram. So be sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter. And um, hopefully you'll find some and, and enjoy it with us. Domaine Patrick Baudouin, Le Cornillard, Anjou, Loire Valley, France, 2015. Dry Shannon. Go and get it. All right, now we come to the final portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I'm going to go first. And mine is a shout out to an NBA great who just had his number retired by the Miami Heat. His name is Flash, and he's number three, Dwayne Wade. But I'm not really interested in his basketball prowess or how great he was. He's in the news recently because he's been opening up about his 12-year-old son who's going through a gender transition. And he went on the podcast, uh, All the Smoke, on Showtime. And he talked about his experience raising a child who's a part of the LGBTQ community. And uh, just a couple quotes from him, which he said, uh, I watched my son from day one become into who she now eventually has come into. And he expressed respectfully acknowledging Zion, his son, by her preferred pronouns. And for me, he says, nothing changes in my my love, nothing changes in my responsibilities. So all I had to do now is get smarter, educate myself more, and that's my job. And I think that is, he talks about having these blind spots to this world, as do I, and I'm sure many people out there. I just think what he's doing and the way he talks about it so openly and with such love, I think is, I'm a dad. You know, he's a dad, and I think he's leading by example. And with such love, I just can't help be inspired by what he's doing and the way he's talking about his family. So to me, huge inspiration. Always like Dwayne Wade, but like really into what Dwayne Wade's doing and showing love to his son. It's really, in my opinion, very cool. So that's uh, that's my inspiration for the week. Shout out to Flash, Dwayne Wade. What about you? My inspiration for this week is our friend and artist Jasper Sorton who did the art for our show and is um, featured around our home. We have many pieces from her. But also, she's just like a great friend and will just come babysit the kids. And I'm inspired by her because I see a young person who is 
just still working a day job, but also creating some really, really special things. And I know that feeling of working your regular job and also trying to pursue your dreams. And it's not an easy thing to do both at the same time. And I see her doing it and it's inspiring to me. Here, here. Jasper's the best. Okay, that's it. Episode 21 is in the books. Thank you to everyone who continues to listen to The Long Finish. Uh, If you have an opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, it would mean so much to us. We're excited about all the things we have coming up over the next few weeks. We've taped another interview, so stay tuned for that. Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Catherine Weil Coker and on Facebook at Catherine Weil Coker and The Long Finish on Instagram at The Long Finish and on Facebook, The Long Finish. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Thank you again for listening to the show. If you're drinking some great wine or just any kind of wine, be sure to screenshot us at our Instagram and let us know what you're drinking. And if you have any thoughts on topics you want us to talk about, we've got a couple topics lined up. We're always happy to hear from you. If you want us to talk about a particular varietal or a particular theme in the restaurant world, please let us know and we'll put that to task. So everyone... Thank you again for listening. Go out and have a great week and happy drinking.